Ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, degenerates, and losers who are here to hear, hear about turf in January, welcome to another edition of Thirsty Thursday. I am Ryan DeMay. I'll be your host tonight. Mr. Matt Martin, he's a little under the weather right now. He's going to sit this one out, Ray. He, he's on the DL, yeah. and you know what? You know what? We can play without him. We're going to go out there and win the game tonight, and you know what? Yeah. We have an extra We're going to get it done. We are. We have an extra special guest tonight. Uh, one that I uh, I've been looking forward to this uh, for. Gosh, I think it's been about three months since we scheduled her. Mm. We have mm-hmm. with us PJ Lawrence. PJ, welcome. Hi, PJ. <laughs> How are we doing? We're doing good. That we are is doing awesome. Really well. So you know, I want to talk a little bit first about. Uh, the fact that you know you are our first female guest, and some people, uh, you know, some people might not want to bring uh, that to attention. Some people do. I think it's a, I think it's a good thing. Uh, you know, on the pro side of things, there is a strong movement right now of women in, in turf, right, and mm-hmm. trying to open uh, doors for uh, ladies that are entering the industry, whether they've been right. here for a long time. And there's some very strong women that have done a, an outstanding job for a long time on the golf side, the lawn care side, sports turf side. And I think the recognition that they're getting is huge. And I, I know I've watched a lot of your content uh, on the lawn care side. And I'm just curious, yeah. of, uh, you know, first of all, how did you get here? You know, so take <laughs> us through the beginning stages. And then how did you figure, you know what, I'm going to put myself out there. I want to see what this is like, you know, being me on camera. You know, it's funny that you asked it that way, because to be honest with you, I don't know how I got here. (laughs) (laughs) Most of us don't. Listen, (laughs) we asked that question. We've asked that question for like almost a year straight. That was the most honest answer we've ever had. Right, Ray? (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's telling it like it is. If somebody knew exactly why they're doing this to themselves, Month after month, ah, <laughs> uh, my goodness! I mean, they're they're crazier than we are. I mean, if no, they know, uh, yeah. If you, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I am. I'm a very, very, very introverted person. So the fact that I have put myself out here on YouTube and just letting the world see who I am. I'm, I'm very amazed that, you know, I am in the position that I'm in right now. You know, I I think it was just a natural progression. Um, Mm -hmm. I hated grass (laughs) four years ago. You couldn't get me to to cut grass. You couldn't get me outside because I have allergies and I just didn't like grass. I was, I lived in a townhouse and I actually had a landscaper come over He's like, what do you want done? I was like, take as much grass away as you can. That is wow. what I want done. <laughs> wow. So that, that was that was just four years ago? Four years ago, yes. And what so happened? then we moved, we moved into a house of you know, okay. new construction. And you know how that is when you first move, finances mm. are crazy. So I had to make mm-hmm. a choice between doing pest control or a lawn care service. And I didn't okay. want to mess with the chemicals of pest control. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna figure this lawn thing out. And I simply fell in love with it. That's just what that happened. Is... I was like, what was I doing all my life right now? <laughs> like, I was like. <laughs> well, and I think, I don't know. I find that where, uh, you know, even 
even pros and and the, you know some of the people that we've talked to the DIYers and stuff that we've talked to out there over the years uh you know on on this show over over the last year and then you know in my time of uh, being in the business is that you know there is sometimes it's like one specific thing that like just makes it and then people fall in love with it and then there's other times too yeah. where it sneaks up on you like it did for you and i'm i'm so glad that it did mm-hmm. uh because you know so tell me this is like what what specifically drew you to it was it like the whole like you get to take pride in your work is it you get to see the results of your work is it the whole thing like some people have said like i just love that it's never finished like i can have it perfect for about you know 10 seconds and then oh <laughs> something catches my eyes like oh that looks like crap yeah. i can't stand it yeah so what is it yeah, like, no, what is that's it that, not like, what got me okay it's, it's what just was taking it? taking pride in the work and like you know actually bringing something to life you know mm-hmm. and i it's a, it's a solitary type thing when you go out there and you're dealing with the lawn and it was my it was my getaway for sure is my sanity um mm-hmm. you know my my regular nine to five i've been doing it for a very long time try not to give away my age here uh mm-hmm. but you know it, it's it's a very stressful job so mm-hmm. getting into the lawn was like it was unbelievable it was like the, it was actually like therapy so and, and know, that's that's amazing well yep. that that's the part that I think blows. I know it blows Matt away and Ray and I have talked about it before too, is like, you know, we sit there and talk to folks like you and we, you know, people ask us for advice and you know, this is just what we do every day. Let's like, Oh, Hey, like, yeah. and we love to do it. Like we love to talk and jam and do what we're doing here. But I think the thing, you know, we always feel kind of small cause we're just like, well, it's just grass. Like who cares? And <laughs> it, it, but, but what we find out, what we've learned, especially over this last year and what's so cool uh and blows us away is the fact that like you know folks like you this is your getaway this is like you taking you know solace and solitude and having a moment to yourself in a you know otherwise crazy stressful world to just yeah do one thing and like you said see the results and like we've i I can tell you i've never thought of that way and i know uh you know matt and ray kind of share those same sentiments so it's cool to see somebody pick that up so did you have anything like in your life before that, that was like a hobby that you were like into it like this much, or was this honestly, I didn't, I did not. And so this is just like, this has been all encompassing for me because I didn't have that thing. So some things, you know, to most people, they'll come naturally. And I I feel Mm -hmm. like lawn care came naturally to me. Um, The only other thing that comes naturally to me is tennis, but I lost my opportunity there because I didn't play tennis in high school. I discovered okay. it the year after I graduated. And so it was uh, a little bit, yeah, I was, I played basketball and softball and I was, okay. you know, I was okay with basketball and, you know, I was MVP. Uh-huh. As short as I am, I was actually MVP. Hey, as, long you, as long as you got handles, you can make it in basketball. <laughs> I don't care what you say. You don't need to be seven feet tall. So, or at least less right. or anything like that. So yeah, that's, yeah, that's cool. We don't care about the height. You get that ball in the net. We <laughs> hey. don't care. Says don't says care. the shortest guy on the show. Okay, Ray, we yeah. get it. Ray is probably. You know what? You, you, I bet you if you threw Ray a ball right now, he'd go out there and drop. He'd drop thirty on some people if he had to. He'd go out and roll that's the right. playground out there. Hey, looks are deceiving. I tell you. Uh, <laughs> so okay, so you know you're getting into this and everything, and then uh one thing i want you know talk about before we get into the deep dive of the lawn and everything is how did you get hooked up with those jokers 
Cam, <laughs> right? And Turf and those guys. How did you get hooked up with them? Because, man, let me tell you what. Some of the, those are some of my favorite people uh, on YouTube. We got to hang out in Louisville uh, and <laughs> just wonderful dudes. I mean, yeah. wonderful dudes. And uh, how, how, did you, how did you make that connection? Um, well, uh, Turf actually reached out to me and asked me to, you know, in, come interview. I, I'm pretty sure his show or his channel was the first uh, inter YouTube interview that I had. Mm -hmm. And um, then after that, you know, we just kind of kept in touch. And eventually, you know, I, I was pulled into, you know, group chat with them. And, you know, we formed, you know, the We Working team. Um, and, you know. It was, it's it's not a huge story, but that's that's basically what happened. No, that's well, and, and I'll tell you what the funny thing is is like, uh, I always I always joke Robert or Turf like I, I I say man like when you get out of the army you just need to be like a, a a game show host or a talk show host or something like that like that dude is the most personable guy you will ever meet <laughs> like he could talk to anybody and I guess when you like oh, yeah. you know do what he does for a living every the day like. Of me. <laughs> I don't get like I, you say that, and when you when you just said like the whole introvert introvert thing, blew me away because like you know watching the videos and like I don't get that vibe. Like you don't seem That's reserved. Great. You don't seem reserved. I mean, and I, I I think it's cool. I think when you talk about something you like and something you yeah. want to get better at, it makes it easy to talk, right? Exactly. Yep. So well, so it. yeah, that's why I was going to invite you on my crocheting channel uh next week and we can <laughs> we talk about you know afghans and throws and uh you know maybe some scars i don't know you know fall asleep and then my rdf is going to take over <laughs> by the way links in the description below for oh, my, my, my yarn curse. my yarn and needles ray links in the description below check it out okay yeah please yep. yeah all right so okay so the youtube channel tell me about like you know the the content and you know what what sparks your creativity on youtube because you have a lot of like different videos and you know looking at products and i i like how some people are like vloggish and i think that you you know you a little bit have that vibe it's also very observational like you're very observant about what's going on and i think that's a crucial skill or trait to have when it comes to lawn care and taking something taking care of something like uh, a live plant so Tell me how you get ideas and tell me what you how you decide to show stuff. Or, and is there stuff that you shoot and you're like, man, that's dumb. I'm not going to show that. So take me through your. your yeah, I pretty much show everything. I pretty much oh, show no. everything because I want to be transparent. And I've been told, like, you don't need to put everything on YouTube. And I'm like, well, whatever, <laughs> you know, but um, <laughs> I've been told. And I think this this describes me perfectly. I am I'm a journey YouTuber at this point. And I'm, mm -hmm. that may change, you know, I may cross over into more or something different, not more, but something different. But I agree that I'm a journey YouTuber. Um, I, I like to just, um, anything that I'm showing, I, you know, I, I'm not going to do a video on anything that I haven't tried myself. That's a rule of mine. And so when I, when I do try it, I'm sharing my experiences and I'm not mm -hmm. necessarily telling you that you need to do it this way, but I'm telling you how it worked for me. And that's what's more comfortable for me right now. Um, I, I, you know, the product reviews, I have turned people down that have come to me mm -hmm. asking me to do product reviews. And I was like, I, I don't know your product. I don't use your product, so I can't review your product. So 
Yeah, and I, I and I think that's that that's fair. And I think, you know, just the uh, you know, being genuine, right? Being true to yourself. Yeah. There's 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 absolutely nothing wrong with that. So, what's it's the you know, what's the yeah uh, what's the feedback you get from your viewers and 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 stuff like that? Like, what are they what do they gravitate to? So whether it's the metrics or it's just you know the anecdotal feedback you get, what like what what gets people excited to watch? Do you think? Um, well, the, uh, what, the best feedback that I get from people is when they, they, they tell me that, you know, I seem genuine and it seems like I'm having fun. That's, that's what people you definitely, I, you, I definitely get that vibe when you say it like that. Like I, I never get that like, uh, okay. So, and this is real and we can talk mm -hmm. about this cause we're real. This is genuine. You get the, yeah, I, I watch some long care YouTube and sometimes it's just like, man, this guy had this state circled on the calendar and he felt like he had to make a video today. And you can tell that he is absolutely dreading, hating, whatever the mm -hmm. uh, the process of making this video. Yeah. I haven't watched every single video you have, but every single one that I have watched, I've been like, yeah, like she's into this. Like this is completely real yeah. what you're seeing right now, this enthusiasm. So so do you like have to bottle that up and go out there and do it? Or is it just like literally like that is what you're like every time you're in the lawn? I mean, you know, with most of them, I'm super excited. And that's, I say that a lot in my videos. I'm just excited to get out there and try and, and do these different things or try these different products. Um, and I've told myself that when, when that changes, I'm done with YouTube. I'm done with YouTube. This Once this becomes no more fun for me, nah. My life is already, mm -hmm. my life is too stressful to uh, <laughs> invite more Life, life is too short. So. Yeah, life is too short to do stuff that you don't like. I mean, that's a uh, exactly. rule to live by. <laughs> Ray, I'm curious for you, because you've been doing this a lot longer than mm -hmm. four years. I mean, like, I mean, basically going on 40-ish. So mm -hmm. uh, how is it fun for you? Like, what do you, how, is it fun for you still? Yes, it is. It, it's still fun for me because when... I've striped a lot. That's uh, a little bit of a thrill. <laughs> when I've roasted, you know, just weeds, I've just roasted them. That's yeah. another thrill. That's, and then yeah. when, when I've, when, and when I've gotten, <laughs> and when I've gotten grass to be green mm -hmm. in, a neighborhood full of beige lawns. That's just an. That's just another thrill. So Ray's yard never... sign is actually in the sh shape of a middle finger with green dot lawn care and his phone number. That's that's got to be that's that that I mean that has to be a great feeling of being noticed, right? And yep. you know, I I I. Yeah, I you know, I don't want to make this about us or anything, but, you know, I, I find fun of just having my back against the wall and having the most difficult situations that you can come <laughs> up with of, you know, whether it's, you know, agronomically or, you know, the people that are all involved in the process of doing a, you know, yep. a field or an improvement. Like, I love that part of it. But so, you know, for you, like what uh, yeah, Ray just talked about his like hairs on the back of his neck moments. Like, what are those in lawn care for you? Because we can all point to something where it's like, man, whenever I see that, that's amazing. Whether it's you doing mm -hmm. it or somebody else. It, and is there something that you, is, you see somebody else do that you haven't done yet? That's an, that's the second part of that question. Well, I mean, so the first part is 
I just like that bluish green grass and my backyard gives it to me all the time. Front yard is where I'm having the issues, but the backyard, I mean, I've last year was the first time I've seen it at the perfect color. So that's what I like. I love that color. Um, now, as far as other people, what they can do, what they can do with stripes is amazing. Okay. I want to be able to do that, but I don't think I'm going to get to that point. But just the striping to me. Yeah, no, I mean, I might this year. Who knows? I have, okay. I have the big league, it, so it, let's see what happens. Yeah, it, it's, oh. it's, just, uh, it's just a matter of uh, uh, right kind of more and uh, just knowing that you lay down a definite pattern. I mean, that, that to me, striping yeah. is yeah. not that mysterious, and I and say this from the point where I'm in a place where normally stripes don't happen because I'm working with warm season grass. Yeah, but you know, and my my but. answer was my answer is pretty surface and basic, but that's me. I'm a I'm a very simple person. But this year, this past year, when I started having the issues in my lawn, um, I start I did start to focus more on the soil health because, mm-hmm. you know, you just as you learn more, you know that that's what's going to give you that surface aesthetic that you're mm-hmm. looking for. So mm-hmm. and when I started to do that, it actually it's very interesting. I really I actually just bought a, a turf management book. Um, I haven't done anything but make a reel with it yet. but. <laughs> But, but I which did, book is did, it? I did just get it a couple of days ago. <laughs> which, which which book is it? Which book? Uh, it's the one by Nathaniel. So it's a turf management fifth edition. Turf man- management fundamentals fifth edition. Oh, the the core textbook for professional turf golf and turf managers. That book, yes. Because by the way. PJ. Oh, the Christians. Oh, yeah, yeah. Here's my regret. That book has never been read by most people in what I call the commercial turf care business. You see, the people that know that book normally deal with sports fields and golf courses. I, on the other hand, am rather familiar with that book. <laughs> Yeah, I so... mean, I, I think anytime you can understand the the science that we do understand, and let's be clear, like there's a lot of stuff related to there's turf because turf, turf doesn't feed anybody, you know, uh, turf doesn't clothe anybody, and therefore it's not a very well studied crop, you know, for those reasons. Mm-hmm. It is it is it is very much an amenity or a vanity crop, right? As it's considered yeah. in most circles of agriculture, but. You know, what we do know in seeking to understand more about that, you know, I, I'll say this is like, you know, you go to school to do this, like, you know, Ray and Matt and I did, and they teach you the fundamentals. They just teach you the science so that when you get out there in the field and you start like seeing what's happening in nature, you can hopefully mm-hmm. connect the dots. And I think that'll be. Yeah. And thing that's. Yeah. That, that, and, and it takes, you know, it's never finished. I mean, we're always still learning same thing. Like. I have I have uh, an earlier edition of that book. There's another good book that was just put out uh, 
recently by a couple of professors at Penn State that's a really good like mm-hmm. primer book uh, that once you finish this one, we'll shoot you a link and, and definitely check that one out. Yeah. I think it's like 50 bucks as a PDF. It's it's totally worth it. But um, well, it's, speaking of uh, Penn State, yeah, I, I don't know if you saw my last live. You probably didn't. But I found some awesome information. Penn State offers like uh, professional development courses mm-hmm. for turf and they have a turf grass uh course for like 79 bucks that i plan to take mm-hmm. there you go yep so there there's something go. there we have a similar mm-hmm. thing in ohio that we do through yeah. ohio state so yeah there's there's tons of opportunities out there to again just build that knowledge base and so when i you know i would encourage you i mean be a geek like us obviously like we're gonna nerd out we're gonna nerd <laughs> out the nerds that's I how bad we are. Got a little bit, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. You, I think it's one of those things that you start doing it. If it's not new, then it's just repetition, and there's nothing wrong with repetition, right? It'll beat that into your into your brain, and then, like I said, it's just amazing once you start to you know look at that science piece of it. You start connecting the dots, and you're like, oh, hey, because this variable and this variable and this variable are like this. That's why this is happening. So if I change yeah. maybe just one of these or two of these, or have, maybe I have to change all three, I might have a different outcome. Right. And so right. I think we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, some of the the things that are going on in the lawn and everything like that. I watched that video, the, the, the dormancy video that you just put out, dude, the, uh, the backyard, the, uh, the old, the mature grass, it's banging right now. Like it's, there's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. Like I would, <laughs> listen, Listen, there's uh, and I I say this, uh, Ray, as a uh, a pure Yankee, uh, a proud Canadian, as Matt would call me. Uh, yeah, where there's there's about four inches of crunchy snow on the ground right now. So seeing any grass right now, I was jealous. I mean, I was just like, mm-hmm. damn, that looks legitimately damn, that looks jelly, good. right? Yeah, yeah, legitimately jelly. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> just, but it does look good. It does look the, good. Yeah, this is the first year it's been like that. I've been amazed. Do you attribute that to the? That's my side yard. That's my side yard that I really have never had any issues with. The Mm -hmm. front looks jacked. It's it's totally jacked. Oh well, let's hey, Lua will be the judge of whether it's jacked or not. You probably just not giving yourself too much credit. That's uh, you know that's the other funny part about as you get deeper and deeper into this is like, you know, I uh, Ray, I don't know if you do this or not, and maybe you only have your yards to go to look at since it's the best turf grass in Hawaii, but nobody's saying that, but I am. Um, but I was like, whenever I would get tired of looking at the golf course and be like, man, this whole place looks like crap and I hate myself and I don't know what I'm doing. Like I would go somewhere else and go visit like another golf course and it didn't have to be like better or, you know, I wasn't ever thinking better or worse. Just go look at somebody else's turf. And then I'd be like, Oh man, like this looks great. And then you would appreciate your own stuff more. So like, uh, you know, that's another thing I would encourage is, you know, find other, you yeah. know, and, and it could be cam, it could be turf, like it could be all those guys too. And it doesn't necessarily have to be local, right. but find people that you can appreciate and, uh, you know, show that, that same pride in their work. And it makes you take more pride in yours, I think. So I think that's cool. Oh, yeah. I, I, I do uh, that Cam's too. I do that too. Cry. His yard looks so Man, he was one of those ones when he got on here, who's like, man, like, all right. So like, and he did. He's there was one little one. He had one little trip up with the Pythium, and like he'll come on here and roast yeah. himself and whatever. But like the other times, he's just like, well, you know, I'm not sure if it looks so. I'm like, oh, are, you're, you're screwing me right now, right? Like you're you're not what? crazy, what? right? Because <laughs> there's nothing wrong with his lawn. 
I'll tell you, you, know, you want to know. Cam, that's what I think about. Yeah. Data-driven decisions. <laughs> Data-driven decisions. <laughs> There's 0.4% of the lawn looks bad. I'm failing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cam's, yeah, he's a, he's an engineer. There's no curve in engineering school. We're 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 gen ed people, right, Ray? Like we need a curve right. to pass that. Those yes classes, and no. So. Yes and no. I mean, we're <laughs> because uh, unfortunately, uh, I I know that system because it was few and far between when I'd actually be graded on a curve too. Because oh I, well. Because hey, I I went through actually what's considered a rather severe educational system. Severe you know, is is not usually a an adjective I use to describe education, <laughs> but okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's it's like either you know your stuff, or mm-hmm. bye. And it's not bye, a matter yeah. of comparing you to oh because everybody's stupid. Uh, you being a little more stupid, less a, a little less stupid means you pass. No, no curves. <laughs> no curves. Yeah. No curves. Well, I mean, you know that that's uh, that that was my life. So it's well. Uh, this is, we'll call that the elevated landscape school of uh, turfgrass science. That's what we'll, we'll, in, in honor of. Yeah, Cam, we will. We yeah. will name we'll, it that. We'll call so. that. <laughs> yeah, and I'll tell you who else. And uh, listen. One uh, one of my very good friends in uh on the tubes and in real life, uh Ryan Nor. That guy is probably just one step ahead of Cam. That guy's tough on himself too. Yeah, like he, mm, yeah. And it's and, and, and so I, I kind of get that from him. It, but he, you know, just, and and I will say this is that you know it's not just me. I'm sure everybody has. It's like, you know, hey, appreciate what you got. And I think yeah, that's the that's the biggest thing here is like. You know, I'm, we're here, so you know, it kind of breaks into this whole thing of yeah. let's hear about where you're at now. Like, what are the what are the the wins? What are the losses? And where does that set up for going into this year? So let's talk about like this whole four year journey. Okay, hey, what's the good that we have to work with and continue to focus and you know enhance even yeah. more? And then what's the stuff? And I know I know you're gonna say those two nasty words, Ray. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Poa Trivialis. I know we're going to hear yeah. about it, so we'll, we'll get into that too. But yeah, what are those things that are yeah. just like <laughs> aggravating as hell? Well, I mean, you know, that changes on a yearly basis. Um, sure. I think in year mm-hmm. two, one of the most aggravating things was, you know, I think that's when the Poa actually first showed its head, and mm. so yeah, and I really feel like it came from the mechanical aeration that happened. So on top of that, though, I was getting and I my, my understanding of this was not really great. So I was seeing like this gray haze across my yard and I could I, I had no mm. idea what it was. Couldn't figure out what it was. I was thinking maybe it was a reflection from a window on the side of the house you know, I thought maybe I had too much iron because the very first soil test that I got, the iron was through the roof. So, and at the time, I also didn't really understand what earth burn was. So I was all over the place. I was like, I don't know what this is. It's this, it's that, it's this, you know. So it was very, that year was extremely frustrating to the point where I almost gave up. I was like, I can't. Because every time <laughs> I turn around, there's a, there's a new problem. So, Aww. 
<laughs> what I did was that I was one of those people, I have to admit, I was I was throwing it down everywhere. I was throwing down so much stuff. And I backed um, off. I just I just stopped. I just stopped. Mm-hmm. And I sat. I, mm-hmm. There were there were times I would sit in my driveway in the garage, like sitting in the garage, just looking at the grass. And it's like, okay, okay, who's gonna win this test right here? So I just backed off completely. I would say I didn't put down anything for over a month, probably 45 days. And it started to just it started to look okay. So, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, the <laughs> it, it kind of started to come back to life. And so from that experience, I learned and I realized, I was like, you know, just kind of take a seat. Don't do anything. Don't keep putting these chemicals on it and watch it. Watch and learn. So that's the mentality that I took. And when once I did that, things started to come together because I started to learn a lot more. I started to watch videos and figure out, well, that looks like that because you you did something wrong. So it it it, it was a very interesting learning experience. Um, but I didn't three, so. you know, I didn't I'm feeling so, more PT. confident. That and, and I'll tell you, go ahead, Ray. Because I'm going to tell you that in turfgrass management, you know what the hardest thing to do is, PJ. Mm, What's the hardest thing to do is nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah, that is the toughest thing to do because it is very easy to do, do, and do some more. But in the meantime, uh, we're just digging ourselves a hole here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whereas, yeah. like what, like what you did, sometimes the best thing to do is to just take a breath and step back. Because the grass is going to fix itself. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times in my business, I'm teaching people that, and that I tell them, right now, the best thing to do is nothing. Don't apply anything, don't cut anything, don't touch anything. Leave it. <laughs> exactly. And it works. It works. Just mm-hmm. leave it alone for a minute. It'll, the, yeah. the grass. I really do feel like it does talk to you. It tells you what it needs. So you just have to listen. It, uh, it, it Yeah, it, it absolutely does in the sense that, uh, like what Ray said, that, that doing nothing and having the confidence to do nothing, mm-hmm. you know, it is, it, it's difficult. It's an acquired skill. There's no doubt about it. I mean, sure, there's, there's you know, people that do absolutely nothing their lawn. That's not the people we're talking about. We're talking about, hey, I'm trying to have, you know, as nice a lawn as I possibly can. And I feel like I need to do something and you feel so compelled and it feels weird to be like, you know what? I'm going to leave it alone. Yeah. I'm going to go with a week or two. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and yeah, let let it it go. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Because Uh, I can't. Here's the thing is that especially in the world of a home lawn or a residential lawn, we bump into so many constraints, right? And constraints include like time and money to where in the commercial sphere, in some cases, when you overdo and it backfires on you, Mm -hmm. you do have the money and the budget to then counteract that. But in the case of 
a residential or a home loan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're you're creating you, more issues. Yeah. You're creating because uh one of my smart friends kind of, you know, he's in the business too here in Hawaii, and he he always, you know, we look at each other and we say it in unison almost. We just say, do not create. And when he says do not create, he say he's saying do not create a new problem where one didn't exist previously. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think the line here, Ray, is that you can't spray your way back to healthy turf. Mm -hmm. Right. Or, or or spread your way. I mean, park that darn fertilizer spreader. <laughs> That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that could be, that could be interesting. And, and so you mentioned that you watch the, you know, you watched YouTube videos had a question in the chat about who are some of the people that you gravitate towards their content on YouTube or Instagram related to lawn care or just, you know, horticulture in general, if there's other things mm -hmm. too that you consume. Well, it's very, it's very interesting because um, when I first started watching YouTube, um, Matt was definitely not a person I watched. Because he was <laughs> really I was just like, no. And I started, you know, I watched a lot of uh, Alan's videos because, you know, that's where I started that the, the plan. And so I watched those, but that those videos didn't actually give me the idea to just back off. That was, you know, my decision to do that myself. But um, to be honest with you right now, I, I watched, I used to watch you and Ryan, Ryan DeMay and Ryan Noor show that you really? all did mm -hmm. oh man i did watch yeah i watched some of those <laughs> um, you're making me blush and now <laughs> now right now with with youtube i'm watching more um editing people but when oh. i do watch any grassing i've gone back through all of matt's previous whiteboard um mm -hmm. <laughs> oh. whiteboard uh shows uh because mm -hmm. i just I seem to be able to absorb it better now. I, it, what he's saying makes sense. I'm not reading a foreign language as he's writing on those boards. So it's mm -hmm. very helpful. Well, and that's, isn't that cool though, to feel that progression? And I mean, it's no matter what you do, mm -hmm. I don't care if you are into, really you know, detailing cars or, you know, uh, building, you know, whatever, whatever you're into that you can, you know, attain this level of knowledge and continue to grow it. So that's really, 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 really cool. Yeah. When that so, light bulb goes off. Oh, in in and I think that it's you know, here's my favorite part is you know, you'll learn something like that and then, you know, sometime, you know, three, four, five months down the road, and hopefully this happens here tonight and or, you know, whatever you wherever you go afterwards, continue to seek information is you're out there in the field and you can say, Oh, I remember that. And now <laughs> I'm going to apply that knowledge, right? And I'm going to you know, again, become more confident in myself, my abilities, and you know the, the that that's powerful. That's powerful yeah. stuff. So yeah. All right, so let's let's dig in here a little bit on the agronomics now, because okay. I know there's a lot of things that uh you know, and and here's the thing: I think people get on here and they're like, "Oh, I got to tell them all the bad stuff so I can get rid of the bad stuff." We want to hear about the good stuff because a lot of times it's focusing on what you're doing well, you know, a little bit more than, you know, trying to make up for what isn't going so well. And so I, I guess first let's talk about the front lawn. 
you okay we'll talk about i'm always a bad news first kind of guy ray i don't know how where you fall on that but bad news first is always good because then we can come over and put the icing you know the good news yeah the I, bob, I, Ro- I'm the in bob ross happy too. little tree yep i mean I, I i i might as well get out of the gnarly sausage making part and get to the good stuff okay I mean, that, 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 i'm really picturing you i'm picturing you grinding up different grass parts and chemicals and just forcing it into a natural casing i get a really oh. weird visual on that whole thing and it's quite frightening both in terms of what you're probably capable of and where my mind went with it so quickly so okay yeah back to the topic <laughs> at, topic at topic at hand here so okay so the front lawn Mm-hmm. Like, has it ever been good? Has it ever been like where, like, oh, hey, it's good, and then it went bad, or it's was good, it yeah. like yeah. it was just never, never good? What where? Oh yeah, no, where's that was, whole? Yeah, it was great. Um, honestly, this past year is when it's been the worst. Prior to that, it was pretty good. Um, at least hmm. surface wise, it was it was good. Uh, again, it could have been just that I was throwing down too much product. Um. This is this year, what you're seeing now, or what you have up there. That's this year. Um, And that's the side. That's my side yard. That's the front you have right there. But this one is my side yard. And this is the side that I've, that's like my pride and joy. (laughs) It's never Mm, really good. any issues. Oh, yes. This looks awesome, DJ. This is just, (gasps) you know. Let me ask. So you, the the house is like, Three, four years old, you said, roughly? Mm-hmm. Three years old. Oh. Yeah, three and a half years and old. And lawn was sodded? Uh, yes. Initially, it was sodded. Um, okay. They put sod you've in the Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. And, uh, I mean, generally speaking, I'm just kind of curious because, you know, sometimes we like to peek over at neighbor's yards and things like that. Like, do ever, does everybody else's yard look really good or really bad is it's just sort of a mix now now that those lawns are not oh, wow. my immediate okay. neighbors oh wow no. okay no yeah. but needs... you know you can't see it in this picture but yeah you know, like i said this is my pride and joy but hoa is coming from my neighbor's yard right down that line is starting to creep over into my yard so mm-hmm. who knows how long it's going to be my pride and joy um fortunately mm. i don't think we're going to be in this house more than two or three years so oh okay okay well It'll be somebody else's problem. And then just think <laughs> yeah. about, you know, hey, we can we can start planning for, you know, PJ's lawn of the future, right? <laughs> I know exactly <laughs> what to ask for now. Uh, I know. And mm. like, you know, so, uh, some homeboater landscape, like you're going to be their worst nightmare because you start mm-hmm. talking to those guys about, I want this, I want this in the lawn. They're going to be like, uh, what? Yeah. Huh? No. So, yeah. Yeah, we'll, that'll be, that'll be a fun, I can't like, wait. Let me get at that when dirt you, before you put that side down. I have some yeah, things when I you, want to throw on that dirt. When, yeah, when you, when you come back next year and the year after, and we're really deep diving on the uh, planning for that, man, you're going to yeah. slide them over like a four page list of, okay, here's everything I need. And here are the, and if you do, we're going to have a problem. Right, we're gonna have a problem. Yep. Okay, so what? Uh, what was it that 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 took the lawn down? Like, what was it that you felt like? Was it was it weather? Was it like you know the 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 weedy grasses, whether it be poetry or poe annual, were out competing, or what no, was it like? So, was there... No, no. Um, so that wasn't it. It's just that the color changed. It it mm. it became more yellow. 
And mm-hmm. there was nothing that I could do to change that color over there. And that's when I knew something okay. was really wrong. Um, and the soil test kind of showed that, you know, there's the high calcium, the high magnesium. Um, and I, I did talk a little bit to uh, to uh, Turf and Cam and Polo. And we talked about a program, like putting some citric acid down. And this was because I had also seen Ben's episode, putting some citric acid down and then going to straight ammonium sulfate. Um, so. That, that's where it was. And it, it still does not look like I looking at it now. I don't think it's going to recover in the spring. I don't think it's going to look much better in the spring. It just doesn't look good at all. Doesn't look good. Ryan, at all, huh? What? Yeah. Ryan, uh, what do you think? Because right now, you know, what's jumping out at me on this soil test. What's that? how high the iron is yeah and that's why i asked in the pre-show uh when we went dark from youtube and twitch was you know if you had red soil because you know that would be indicative of this indicative of this however the ph you know that kind of I, I didn't look at that part before i asked that question and so yeah i mean why, go ahead Ryan. Asking, i know where you're going i know the reason why i'm asking is because the key molecule when you're talking about chlorophyll, which is where the green color for grass comes from, is actually manganese, not mm-hmm. iron. Right. Iron is simply a cofactor or a catalyst for chlorophyll production. However, manganese plays a role and all of these micronutrients exist in a balance and when one micronutrient is in excess related to others that is kind of where i look when somebody talks to me about color issues like a plant is not as green as what you want it to be sorry to interrupt you ray but i don't think this Mm. is the front yard i don't think the soil test is the front yard i feel like this may be the parkway test Park, oh boy. Parkway? Okay. 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 Uh let me double check. Maybe there were multiple pages on that file you sent. Yeah, because I'm I'm I know that my magnesium and calcium were super high, and that that didn't show those two being high there. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In your in your uh, front that front lawn that you were mm-hmm. uh, questioning the, the color of the grass in, right? Yeah. It it only has it's only labeled as Parkway, and that's there's yeah no that idea. one's Parkway. But I, I I sent the pretty sure I sent the other one. I can look at it look for it real quick. But uh, oh, is it uh, this one? Yes, this is it. Mm. By the way, Emmy nominated producer John Pickerton. <laughs> you can't mute my mic fast enough. Faster. Gotcha. <laughs> You're right. I was looking for it, and I was yes. not in the right spot. <laughs> this is he's not he's. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this still doesn't show the iron, et cetera, as as being as high. However,
Yeah, this is the one where the calcium and magnesium were kind of, they're in the very high range. Yeah. Two, okay. I'm getting almost 300 parts per million magnesium, 592 pounds per acre. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that, that's, that's a lot. Uh, Conversely, though, it seems like the manganese and the iron are not as deranged you know, on this test. But, again, I, you know, when I talk about applying micronutrients, mm. I always talk about applying a broad spectrum of micronutrients and not just iron unless there's a specific call for iron only don't apply anything else because all of the other elements are high i mean that's something where i everybody got to be careful about because yeah. here's a common thing that i see on youtube a lot of these content creators talk about iron, applying iron mm -hmm. to make the grass greener, right, DJ? Right. But what's not mentioned is the copper, the zinc, and, of course, the manganese. Mm -hmm. And here's where it can get interesting. One of the most Beloved fertilizers that the content creators just love happens to be extremely high in iron mm -hmm. and iron alone. Yeah. Milorganite. Right. Yeah. Milorganite. And we, we've caught out people that have come on the show just by how high their phosphorus and their iron is on their soil tests. Mm -hmm. And they they fess up. They say, "Yeah, we we used to use a lot of malorganite until we knew better." Yeah, and and yeah. and I honestly, I, I maybe used malorganite a couple times my first year, but I actually mm -hmm. haven't even been able to get it since then. And with the products that I put down, I I'm actually afraid to put down straight iron. I I've never applied just straight iron to my yard. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. any iron that I get is from the products that I'm using, the fertilizers, the granulars, or, um, I, I use simple lawn solutions as well. And actually mm -hmm. one of their, one of my favorite products from them, the six zero zero has manganese 2.2% and, and iron in it. That's her, their highest there. That's so a, that's, yeah, that, that's an example of a, of a more balanced product because at least you are applying manganese with iron and not just iron in isolation. Mm -hmm. So yeah. <laughs> is there anything else about that front lawn aside from just the color? How's the growth on it? It's How's the growth on it's it? it's not great. Um and I do believe that I I need to go ahead and get mechanical aeration. I had it the very first year I was in the house, but I felt like it caused my POA. So I avoided <laughs> mechanical mm -hmm. aeration, but I realized there's a lot of compaction happening over there. So this spring, um, that's one of the first things I'm going to get done is get it aerated. 
Okay. Uh, what I usually like to go towards, unless somebody can demonstrate to me that, for example, the soil in their lawn was used for a construction road or something like that, where there is evidence of actual traffic and mechanical compaction, is my preference is usually to let growing grass do the cultivation work. In other words, uh, what can I do to make the grass grow roots and do its thing? Yeah, so, unfortunately, I don't think that's my 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 case. I don't think I can do that because we, you know, when we were having the house built, I did come over quite often, and the area they my yard is full of rocks. I can't dig down two inches mm, without hitting a rock. Um, mm-hmm. So I know that there's some issues in in the front there. Interesting. So yeah, yeah. That's I mean, and it's typical of new builds, and I think that's you know just looking ahead when you go to do that is like. You know the 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 quality control on the whole yard thing is going to be, you know, from the very beginning, you know, all yeah. the way through to make sure there's stuff that's not dumped there, all that kind of stuff. Uh, so just kind of looking back at the mechanics of the soil test and trying to understand a few things. So when did you take the soil test? Like what month or you know, about when? During this I year? believe that one was taken. I want to say uh, September of okay. last year, twenty. Yeah, September twenty twenty one. September twenty twenty one, and then mm-hmm. uh, is were you irrigating the lawn either you know through a hose or do you have an automatic irrigation system? How's that working for you? Irrigation. You do have irrigation, and mm-hmm. okay. And the next question is is that is that city water? Do you run off a well? How's that? What's what's the water source? Uh, it's city water. It is city water. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then going into that time period, like when you took that, I mean, do you remember, you know, weather pattern? Was it particularly dry, particularly wet, anything like that had, in terms of? Re- we had a really dry season. Okay. So it was pretty dry. And mm-hmm. I, 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 do, I, I feel like I wasn't watering it quite enough, but mm-hmm. I also feel like. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I don't know, but it doesn't matter what I feel like. It just it was yellow. <laughs> so okay. Well, and so like you know, the guys in the chat are chopping it up about this, and it's definitely something that bears mentioning is that you know the high sodium, and then you know in mm-hmm. terms of you know some of the other um, you know some of the other stuff that you're seeing in your soil that the water that you do have could Ray yeah. be what we could refer to as a depositor, right? that it's, yes. it's elevating some of these levels uh in particular mm-hmm. sodium so you know the the easiest way to get rid of sodium is have it you know just a good flushing rain right and push water mm-hmm. through uh or push sodium down through there and uh but you know there's things you can do here ray you know so what when you look at that sodium level ray yep is that something that i mean uh, you know the cool season is not very tolerant of uh no, not so, at all. So, and... Sodic soils, right? And so, mm-hmm. uh, what what would be you know if you had to look at this, what would be sort of your method of dealing with this? And is it at a critical level that PJ needs to think about? You know, 
when you get grass actually turning yellow and it seems like the grass yellows even though or after you've used that irrigation water that literally tells me that salt is coming out of the end of that sprinkler head okay uh and in that case where i'd probably go is i'd explore usage of something known as gypsum and what gypsum is is that is chemically that's calcium sulfate now what calcium sulfate or gypsum does is it will go into the soil and displace and remove the sodium from the soil so that it's no longer being taken up by the grass. And it does it without raising your pH. Because the other source of calcium is, of course, lime, right? Mm -hmm. But yeah. you don't want lime because your pH is already to where you don't need it to go higher. So, right. uh, and I would even suggest this because every soil is different, right? Mm -hmm. And you can't predict. So, what I do when I'm not sure exactly how something's going to respond is I take out a 50 square foot or a 100 square foot test patch and I apply the proposed treatment to that small area, watch it, see what happens. And if I like mm -hmm. what I see, that's when it gets implemented on a broader scale. Okay. So you, you know, wouldn't, I, I think, wouldn't suggest the, um, or would you suggest the citric acid for the magnesium and calcium? I probably wouldn't for you because okay. your pH is such that, to be honest with you, it's not so high that I'm alarmed and I'm thinking the pH needs to come down because 7.1 is, Brian, is that within the range of tolerance of turf type golf fescue? 7.1 pH? That's not. It's fine. You can, no, it's yeah. it's totally fine. It's okay, right? So it, that's why I wouldn't deliberately and drastically lower it. Not okay. with citric acid, because citric acid is what I suggest when somebody's pH is seven point five or higher. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Uh, I don't think you're there yet. <laughs> okay. I don't think you're there. I think you're good. Okay. I think you're so you you don't need to do anything drastic, but what you but what you are looking at is possibly you know displacing salts. Okay. Yeah. Because I suspect and, that you got salt coming out of your water. <laughs> and so you know here's here's the thing. Ray, did you, you know, I, I had to step away for just a second. And did you say anything about gypsum? What was your recommendation I there? Did. 
Mm-hmm. I, I yeah. did. And my suggestion okay. for PJ is do a do a knockout where she applies oh, yeah. to maybe to maybe fifty or a hundred square foot of the front lawn. See mm-hmm. what happens because if gypsum works, it shows a response in the grass growing properly and being less yellow. Okay. There is a response to it. And gotcha. that, response, that response occurs because the sodium and the salts are being knocked out of the soil and flushed out. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's what I was going to say, too, is related to gypsum. Something uh, to understand, PJ, is that, one, it's a very insoluble uh, compound product right so mm-hmm. it takes a lot of it takes a lot of water you know half okay. an inch to an inch of rain for it to really get going so if you're going to do that then you know set the sprinklers to you know, if we were on a golf course we would call it a flush right so we would try to push mm-hmm. as much water down through there as possible and you can do it you know in uh, i'm not sure if you use like the soak cycle feature uh, on your irrigation controller where you know you instead of watering for an hour straight you water for 30 minutes you take an hour break you water for another 30 minutes something like that so you don't have a bunch of runoff necessarily so you could do that or other thing you could do is you know uh prior to you know a good rainfall that's coming you know rain's imminent go ahead and throw that stuff down and, and give it a shot but you know i as far as a visual response it's not necessarily something that i think you're going to see instantly green turf like that's yeah. I, I don't know that you're going to see that i think it's going to be you know perfect. like how are you uh building up you know sodium in the soil and then how quick uh so with using it can i can i ask you guys about a particular product that sounds like it would work for what you're saying absolutely mm-hmm. I, I recently sure. had a conversation with uh the team over at ecologel and they're mm-hmm. actually um, sending me some of this stuff. It's a uh, NAX soil salt flush five zero zero. Do you know anything about that? Nope. Let me look it up. Mm. NAX soil. Uh huh. Soil wow. salt flush. I think that is a okay. That is, I believe, calcium chloride. Let's see labels. And I'm you, getting it here. Oh, eh. I'll send it over here to you, J Pink, in just a second. Yep, calcium chloride. Calcium. Okay, okay, and calcium chloride can be hot stuff. And the reason why I say it can be hot stuff is I'm familiar with how turf grass and plants reacts to high concentrations of chlorides and especially a cool season grass okay okay i i I, this this makes this ryan i wouldn't be afraid to apply to bermuda grass or c sharp espalum i wouldn't be afraid of it uh this makes me a little bit on the concern side when you're talking about Applying this to a cool season grass, though, well, because so of the high my, chloride content. My my only beef with this, so uh, let's see here. 
So what's the yeah? Apply. I don't know if, uh, thank you for highlighting that, Jay Pink. So two gallons of water, and then um, thirty-two fluid ounces per thousand. So essentially, Ray, mm-hmm. you're gonna have what would that be? Almost yeah. So ten point nine right there. So ten point nine gallons per acre. One gallon contains what? We got to do the math on this because anything that has urea in it, I'm always skeptical of, you know, (laughs) well, well, and here's what I mean by that, PJ. It's like, okay, hey, I want to evaluate this product to correct a uh, chemical issue in the soil, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I put it down at, you know, this rate here and I'm going to get a greening effect from the urea. Like there's no question about it. So instantly you say, oh, wow. Hey, look, it greened the grass working." it's yeah, working mm-hmm. and eh, i mean and, and i'm not like uh, i i don't know the folks at the college too well i know uh, the guy that is the technical rep here in ohio great guy i, I have nothing bad to say about their company okay but ryan i think the math was done for us in that that's what i'm saying i'm point, I'm, I'm trying to point go ahead 0.58 pound of nitrogen per gallon and they're calling for quarter of a gallon per thousand square foot so you're at well let's see your 0.58 mm-hmm. so 5.8 pounds of nitrogen over an acre so 5.8 divided by 43.56 so it's like a little over an eighth of a pound it's like 0.133 pounds of n so you're gonna see you'll see a response from that it'll be quick and very short-lived but you will see you know a plant see some greening yeah yeah so you know i would i there's you know some other products in terms of uh, flushing products outside of gypsum uh that are maybe a little bit more niche that uh, you know the the manufacturer's data will tell you works better uh i'm not a huge fan ryan. of products what ryan you know yeah. if i ever have to do a calcium load slash salt flush uh, my preferred product is actually calcium nitrate. Oh. And that way I know a greening effect from that. I know I'm getting the nitrogen. And I also get out of the issue of adding chloride. Makes sense. Yeah, I get Makes out sense. of that issue because for other turf grasses, like say centipede grass that that grass can be extremely allergic to chlorides Mm -hmm. so i do well not to administer something containing calcium chloride to that grass for example but if we're but here's the thing pj how well drained is your soil what do you mean by that? When it rains, how long does it take for that rain to soak in and for you to have a, a dry and firm surface after it's rained? Uh, it soaks in pretty quickly in the front, not so mm-hmm. much in the back. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, the, re- the only reason why I'm asking that is because then... A product like that uh, Soltex or or the NEX Mm -hmm. is less harmful in a soil that is 
already well drained because what's going to happen is you're going to apply it that calcium chloride is going to go down into the soil displace the sodium and in the meantime you're going to have a lot of free sodium chloride that has to get leached out away from the turf grass immediately okay so that's kind of why i'm asking because if somebody has a poorly drained soil i don't recommend products like calcium chloride because then they're going to liberate a lot of salt that they can't move (laughs) okay well you know i've seen it happen (laughs) initially the the plan for that particular product um i only thought about it because we were talking about the the sodium the plan for that particular product was to counteract the um liquid ice melt that was put around the edges so my plan i wasn't going to use that in the whole yard it was just going to be around the edges but i thought maybe it was a product that would work for what we were talking about so I I would probably, like I said, take that product and do a knockout where only 50 or 100 square feet altogether gets treated. Okay. And see, because for me, if it turns green, that's okay. Uh, what's not good is if you make that application and instead of the grass turning green, that square turns an even scarier shade of yellow <laughs> i don't want that to happen <laughs> right yeah. 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 yeah 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 test yeah. areas will, will be happening this year <laughs> so on the subject of of chlorotic turf you know outside let's just talk about nitrogen for a second what has been your strategy with with respect to the timing of nitrogen applications and then, you know, the amounts, all that kind of stuff. What has been your program and how has it evolved? Did anything change in 2021 where you, you know, you kind of were a little bit more modest about your results? Uh, Did anything change from previous years to 2021? Um, I I feel like in 2021, I actually didn't spend as much time um, in the lawn. I wasn't, my, my, my applications weren't consistent. Um, I was, uh, I discovered higher bricks, um, but I had only started using that in the backyard. So I was doing, uh, fertilizing. Well, for that first test, I didn't actually make it the, the 90 days, um, because that, you know, fall came and I needed to do overseeding and everything. But, um, in the front, I, I have to admit that I had neglected it a little bit because I was wrapped up okay. with a whole bunch of other stuff. So sure. I would say that it probably got fertilized once every 45 days. Not bad. It's not bad. Not yeah. What kind of products were you using? Um, was it the Hybrix only? Like uh, that was your end no, program? No, no, no. So yeah, the okay. front, what I, I started using Hybrix in the back last year. Um, the front was taking uh, the flagship. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. And then for the summer, when I when I converted over to the summer, I was using the stress blend. Okay. I think it was seven zero twenty or something like that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so, if you had to, it, it, whether you are guessing or if you have a pretty good handle on how much total, and you know, did you put out in terms of pounds for the year 
out there on the front in particular? Um, and did that differ from I the back? Right, I was right at about four and a half for the oh, front. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, and, uh, you know, sometimes, especially with uh, new lawns, things like that, you know, you you might see that that peak or, uh, you know, the point of diminishing returns be a little bit higher, right? Because, mm. you know, it's soil that is not necessarily uh, as mature, right, in terms of, you know, microbial activity and a bunch of, you know, other... Yeah. Uh, Nitrogen mineralization is Mineralization. Not, you know, Although, you know, right. you have three and a half, there was three, 3.1%, and that was in the Parkway side, and I can't remember... Jay Pink, was there... Look at the other one, the one from you. Yeah, yeah, three point four. So got, I mean, that's that's pretty that's pretty good, good that's for pretty four years. So, so yeah. uh, only thing I can think of is mm-hmm. in that case, I would be looking at when the nitrogen is being applied because you, you say you're in Virginia. Mm-hmm. Okay, Virginia is an example of a region where there's what they call a bimodal growth pattern. And bimodal means that you have nice growth in the spring, and then due to the extreme heat and humidity, cool season grass declines in growth in the summer and then it's growing again in the fall as it gets cool so actually the times that you should be concentrating your applications would be more in the fall a little bit in the spring and not so much in the summer summer. i mean I, i wouldn't be sweating the oh i missed my my application in the summer because summertime for me would be the example of where i would be practicing the most difficult practice in turf management called restraint and so you know not to give away where you live but is is it more real hot humid Virginia, or are we talking more like you know a little bit more at elevation where it's a little bit more comfortable? Virginia, no, it's hot and humid. <laughs> okay, okay, it, it, it's so the mean the part of reason. Virginia. Yeah, that's the yeah, mean the, part. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I would I would agree with Ray that you know the the big things there you know just from a basic standpoint is going to be you know push 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 in the fall. You know, your, you know, I, we always say this is that the, you know, the season for you in terms of nitrogen management begins about Labor Day, right? Because mm-hmm. if we can push, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of, oh, you know, 50 to upwards of 70% uh, of the total annual nitrogen in that period for you, you know, say from about Labor Day until, oh, in your area, probably Thanksgiving ish or so is, mm-hmm. is probably when you want to be finishing up at the very latest. So in that period, that's if, if you can really focus then on um, sticking to a program and being out there, you know, every, you know, lighter rates and going out every, you know, uh, three to four weeks. I think that's where you're going to see a lot more bang for your buck. And they come in the spring. Again, the whole restraint thing, doing nothing. You should be able to ride that out until, you know, probably, 
you know, middle of spring. So Aprilish, you know, maybe getting towards first of May, uh, middle of May something. at the very latest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be, something. you know, sort of, yeah, a little something. And then that's going to sort of be uh, what yeah. you hang your hat on for the summertime. And that's going to be it. And then you're back into you know, doing your thing. So from that standpoint, I mean, you talked about, you know, it, it, life gets in the way, right? I mean, that's the biggest mm-hmm. thing. So it is, hey, say, hey, if I can focus for these three weeks or three, excuse me, three months, rather, you know, say, mm-hmm. you know, uh, September, October, November on doing this, it doesn't become this big, like year long chore on, you know, the rest of the stuff. So really, if you can do that, I think, I think you'd be pretty successful. I think four and a half pounds is okay to stick to. Uh, in your area i did not do the uh i don't know if pace you, uh, you yeah the pace turf and uh, the climate analysis thing the climate but analysis yeah yeah that, we'll, we'll, then that's we'll just like that a rule of thumb yeah that just is like a rule of thumb and there you see you're not applying every 30 to 45 days now then are you i mean that's that's out the window because what you know the analogy that i like to make is it it's kind of like my life uh i make sure i have an excellent dinner so then that <laughs> way uh, it always goes back to ray eating <laughs> ray, how big how big is that steak that's waiting on you right now ray he's probably like it's probably every now and then he's peeking over there and he's he's seeing yeah, it rest yeah. temperature like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna get you later i'm gonna yeah, yeah, like. but but the but the thing is is that okay i eat well that way <laughs> i don't start the next day like i'm running on fumes i hate mm-hmm. that feeling okay like I'm running on fumes, I'm I'm dying, you know. No, I, I don't like that feeling. So likewise, you know that three months of just focusing on, you know, getting your nitrogen down in the fall before the grass actually goes down for the winter. Mm-hmm. That way, come spring, the grass is well fed and in excellent health. And by the way, by feeding in the fall during the cool weather, that is when all of that nitrogen is going to promote root growth in the grass. It's going to promote, you know, the root growth. Whereas if you apply a lot of nitrogen during the hot part of the year, it doesn't actually do what you think it's going to do because you're trying to make the grass grow at a time of the year when it literally does not want to right it doesn't want to because i I, i'm still having trouble wrapping my head around the idea of keeping a cool season grass in a place where it gets nasty hot and humid I'm just trying to wrap my brain around that, and it's uh, it's kind of a hard adjustment for me because uh, I know that the grass is not growing and it's struggling, and there's literally nothing you can apply short of a lot of ice, maybe that'll get 
get the grass <laughs> out of that. <laughs> yeah, that that can be a tricky yeah. one. I'm trying to I'm trying to find. I was going to say, you know, the other, only other thing I would say here to to wrap this part of it up, you know, in the the fertility piece uh, in the front is just that, uh, you know, that sodium thing and the gypsum thing is is going to be more pronounced at the summer time. So, you know, the the effect that sodium has on roots is it basically uh, blocks essentially water from being mm-hmm. taken up by the root, right? So, water again, as much as yeah, as mm-hmm. much as you can flush, potassium, yeah, get well, yeah, I'll, I'll block. It. <laughs> If you can, yeah, and really, that's what it is. Is the, is you know what gets taken up by the plant is taken up in solution. You know the the vast majority of it, and so yeah, that's that's the that's the issue you run into, and that very well could be why you're seeing that you know chlorotic turf out there, that yellowing turf. So be interested to see how that program goes on your your check plots and things like that. So that's the, that's the fertility piece. I mean, do you have any questions there? I don't you know want to talk about pests too you know weeds diseases insects all that good stuff i know there's i know mm-hmm. there's some weeds you want to talk about but is there anything <laughs> on the fertility side that you have questions still about or you want to you want to talk about before we move on um no i think you guys covered it i'm looking at my notes here you guys covered a lot of it so yeah we're good we're good we're good we could sit here for another 12 hours if we had to ray would have to step away to 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 charboil the steak, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd have to throw my potato in the oven and uh, stick that steak on the grill, but otherwise, I'm good. Ray yeah. actually has the appetite of an Olympic decathlete, and he's stuck in you know the body of a five, six, fifty year old Hawaiian. That's really what it amounts to, you know. So it's it's amazing he can do yeah. what he does. But yeah, he's on that Michael Phelps like twelve thousand calorie a day diet sometimes when he needs to be. <laughs> so hey, listen, you're lugging a seven pound backpack with a freaking weed eater engine on it. Like that could be an Olympic sport in and of itself. <laughs> uh, actually, maybe you know we'll call ESPN. We'll get you on X Games, Ray. I think we could probably. I don't think you're gonna make the Olympics, but X Games. You can you and well, Tony Hawk I, up I, there I, on the metal podium. Well, I, I have a friend that saw me do this and he literally stopped me and he said ray what the hell that's like (laughs) lifting weights or doing squats for you know an hour what are you doing (laughs) he literally said that he said it's like doing like squatting with a barbell it's like i I was gonna say most yeah most reasonable people probably look at what you're doing like yeah, there's no way I'd be upright after a day of that, you know, and then let alone here's Ray doing it like five and six days a week with, you know, no thought, no thought and reckless abandon. So, all right. So, so let's move on to the pest thing. I'll, let's save we, I'm going to, I'm going to break my own rule here and save the bad news for last. Let's leave weeds for last. What about insect and disease issues? If you, I mean, you said it's hot and humid. So, I mean, the first thing I'm yeah. thinking is, tall, you know, tall fescue or, you know, in uh, Central yeah. Virginia, I'm thinking brown patch, like right now. I, I did have. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I did. I got hit. Um, and uh, Polo helped me out with this one. Uh, OK, so I, I used some Asprop um, okay. and Cleary's mm-hmm. uh, rotated those and that knocked that right on out. Um, mm-hmm. the, my 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 pride enjoy side of my yard did get hit with the army worms but oh, the, yeah? 
The reason that it did, yeah, because I, I, I put down prevention, but in the area that the army worms got me, I had brand new sod that I had put in for a poetry that was over there. And I didn't treat the wow, sod. That's, that's so sucks. the army worms oh. ate up. Found that, that untreated sod and yeah. ate it. Oh. Yeah. That makes that makes yeah, my that heart was hurt. Painful. That makes my heart that hurt. That was sixteen hundred dollars oh. painful. Oh my oh. gosh. Yikes. Yeah. So oh, yeah. Ouch. Yeah. Ouch. <laughs> Really? So <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's tough. Okay. So yeah. the army wearing thing, but prior to that, I mean, you had never seen them before, I'm sure. Cause I, I don't think it's unheard of in that area, but it's also probably not something that you deal with every single year. I'd imagine. No. I don't know. No, this was okay. the first time. I mean, it, it demolished my neighborhood or they did the <clears throat> army worms. The whole neighborhood yeah. was bare. Man, that's and rough. That's rough. Let let me yeah. guess, PJ. The parts that didn't get eaten by army worm, you used something called we know it as Grub X. Yes. Yep. Ah it's your friend. Okay. Your friend. That, yeah. that that that's our best friend because Grub X, they say that. Most people put that down for grub, but Ryan and I know that as a rather effective treatment against army worm. And yeah, as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A lot of bang it, for it your buck. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that, that's just like, uh, you know, to us, that's just like getting a vaccine for the year against army worm. Not only do you yeah. get protection against grubs, but there's something to prevent that kind of catastrophe with the army worm because I can't get grubex in my state. Mm. So you really can't. I, I cannot know that. I cannot. I mean, chlorinchronilacol because of its because of its persistence, mm -hmm. persistence and uh... potential to enter groundwater. All right, all right, I get that. And okay, but yeah, that's no that fun Grubix, out there in Hawaii, guys. Jeez, come on. Grubix <laughs> is, you know, that's like a smart move overall. Yeah. That's a smart move. Yep. I think. It was part of yeah. my prevention program that I put that down. Oh, for so, real? Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well then that's good so then what what on the disease side was that something that do you, were you planning on just, you know just kind of monitor, monitoring and treating as things came up or were you trying to be on a preventative program or yeah what? i guess or, or are you going like site specific and saying okay listen i'm going to treat the side yard like the pride and joy preventatively and then i'll just kind of let everything else ride and see what happens, right? Or what, yeah. was, your, what was your thought process? <laughs> no, with with the uh, with the fungicide, um, there was so much mixed information out there. As far as you know, if you really don't need it, then don't put it down. So I was trying to avoid putting too much in the yard. So I felt like I wanted to kind of watch it and see how that mm. went, um, and it didn't go well. So my mm. plan is to do prevention from here on out. So, yeah, um, yeah, and I think that's the, of, the I, yeah, 
instead of going the the wait and see approach. And so the things, you know, I think Ray and I would both echo this statement is those are two fantastic fungicides, right? That you use that Polo recommended for you. No, nothing mm-hmm. against it. The only thing that you got to be careful of is those are two, uh, you know, that you can develop resistance to very easily, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, yes. just twice a year, maybe you can maybe max it out with and be okay. And then the other mm-hmm. thing is, uh, you said it was ASPROP, right? Was the, mm-hmm. the first one you Azoxy used? Yeah. plus uh, yeah. propiconazole, and that is a solid, that's like a solid product for general disease control in a cool season area mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i basically consider that like a foundational treatment yeah that can be a foundational treatment uh i get a lot fancier than that because i have different disease pressure mm-hmm. but for but if you're on a preventative program for Turf type golf fescue, and you're helping things out by monitoring your nitrogen and your water and your height of mm-hmm. cut. I think you know that ASPROP can work for you. And by the way, that Cleary thirty three thirty six, I essentially have that. And I keep that in my get out of jail card. Yeah, that that's one. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say that that is like your fire extinguisher in the glass case, you know, for Mm -hmm. most of the stuff you're going to be. And, you know, you only break the glass if you need to. Yeah. Well, what do you I mean, I'm just curious for the, you know, hey, listen, if you're a warm season person, listen to this. Uh, Mm hmm. Sorry, but you know the cool season people, the adults are talking right now. All right, so <laughs> Ray, where uh-huh. where is triple three six? What is the uh, break the fire extinguisher case open moment for you with triple three six? And I'll tell you mine for cool season, and it might affect PJ here a little bit. Mine is for number one. I haven't been staying on top of my dollar spot control. Number oh. two is if I have what's called take all patch. Okay. That's that's my uh I'm breaking the case that the fire extinguisher and the fire hose is in. <laughs> it's like I I'm swinging the axe, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, I can I, I can I can get down with that. I mean, it's uh, it's pretty effective against, uh, you know, a number of different things here. However, the thing mm-hmm. that I would be most concerned with in PJ's case, since we haven't talked about Ray is relief spot. Yeah, spot, which typically is a disease you really only see in cool season on perennial ryegrass. However, in the last oh, five, six years. Uh, in areas, you know, as far south as the Carolinas and on up the eastern seaboard over here into Ohio, Pennsylvania, areas like that, it's it's been documented and it's not uh, a rare thing anymore. So, you know, again, just something else that, you know, 
and here's the issue, PJ, is that it it becomes uh, you'll get pests that get resistant to it very easily, and so it's even something that you know when you have you know the pathogen out there like uh, gray leaf spot, for example, right? That uh, you're treating for something else, you're treating for brown patch, and the inoculum for you know these other diseases isn't quite to the point where it's going to cause you issues, but in introducing yeah. that fungicide to it, it becomes resistant, and then you go to spray it and i mean like you want to talk about horror stories and i mean you experienced it it would be like okay imagine you know something bad happens we get gray leaf spot you know on a field or a lawn somewhere and you're resistant to it it's just like when those army worms came in and ate up your sod it's like you walk out it's like that oh hey i just sprayed this but uh, but it uh yeah and devastating devastating the resistance issue that is coming up with gray leaf spot is no. resistance to azoxystrobin. Another one that, that is, that, you know, the, the, the fungicide thing gets, uh, gets to be a very interesting dance in rotating chemistries to prevent resistance while also using the best chemistry that you possibly can for the given pathogen, especially on, residential turf because there's few, far fewer fungicides that are registered for it and they're more tightly grouped in terms of you know uh you don't have as many uh different groups that you can rotate to so it becomes a challenge in areas like yours so i'll be curious to see you know if if i were you and i was really honed in on a couple it'd be you know brown patch and um you know gray leaf spot that i'd be looking for secondarily and you don't necessarily need to use a um a fungicide for this necessarily i think you did a review of one of the phosphite products and i was going to ask that next about mm -hmm. the disease thing is mm -hmm. have you ever seen pythium in your lawn and was that the impetus to try the phosphite product that you did or and, and if and yeah just, what did you see okay just okay okay you're oh you're not gonna say that's the thing is like it's 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 insurance i mean that is the thing is like you pay for it and if you you don't use it you don't know that it's there except for when you pay for it right and when right. you do use it and you're looking over at your neighbor's lawn it's like oh wow that's really tan and straw colored and completely dead and you look across the street <laughs> like oh shit that one over there smoke what's going on here and then you look at yours and then you know that's when you go put your uh green dock middle finger yard sign up there and be like phosphite <laughs> people how you doing now that's i'm telling you that's gonna be that's gonna be a merch thing ray we're gonna sell them all over the world call green dog oh. right there at the uh, with the uh with well, the bird. I, I think but, that i but seriously uh the phosphites they can help but i get the sense that overall as far as the diseases go you're helping yourself out by doing less. Yeah. Okay? By doing less. Because the reason why I say doing less is here's what kind of shocks me and surprises me to this day. Everybody is driving and pushing for that green, thick lawn. Uh, in my case, when somebody says thick 
blood and cringing because my idea of grass that is maintainable and healthy is not thick and it's not green. Hmm. It's thin, short, and barely green enough. And it's that's when you're like, and that's where you're riding the edge, PJ. Like that, mm-hmm. and I don't mean like that. Ray, what Ray's talking about is literally like when you get to that edge and you're trying to maintain like everything, like yeah, on that piano wire, you know, where whatever <laughs> that magician dude is like, you know, walking in between two buildings, like that's Ray growing grass in Hawaii. So, uh. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah. that's the, the that's like you know the the tip of the spear or you know the top of the pyramid kind of thing. I think in your yeah. case, I mean, I, I think a lot of it's going to be driven by your nitrogen management, which you talked about, and that's good. And then mm-hmm. you know just being yeah. judicious and figuring out what works with those fungicides. Um, okay. You know, try to you know what I always say is try to buy one expensive one a year and then add to your you know, your cash, right. Or your arsenal so that, you know, you can sort of introduce some new different chemistries and, and keep plowing forward there. So, but, uh, yeah. no, that's interesting. That's interesting. All right. Weeds. All right. Let's hear about this, this poetry of problem. Cause man, <laughs> if, uh, yeah. You know, Ray's retirement plan is actually solving selective herbicide, <laughs> uh, for poetry. I mean, he's going to retire on that. And it, I mean, it's really a shame because it's a very pretty grass. Like, like it's a thick blade. It, it's a nice looking grass. It's just not, it's just light. It, you can't get it dark. And so it creates these <laughs> horrible patches in the yard. And it's, mm-hmm. it's a shame. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's getting worse. Um, I think I, I sent uh, Jay Pink like the very first, yeah, first picture is- when I, I nuked it and dug all of that out myself. Um, yeah, I that's that was Ooh. the very first Yeah. Wow. Yeah. This is and, when your neighbors were like, okay, like she <laughs> is serious about this. Right. <laughs> Fortunately, interesting enough, you couldn't see this from the street, from where you can see the sidewalk in this picture. If you were on mm-hmm. the sidewalk, you couldn't really see all that back there. So that mm. was a that was a plus for me. But yeah, I just I burned all of that out, which was all POA mm-hmm. and that was a lot of work. That was. Uh, okay. This is what this is when hobby crosses over to obsession, and I applaud your effort. I really do. <laughs> yeah. I do. I can't this is amazing. I, that, but... I mean, uh, what, what what is this? Does this like go into that uh, DSM uh, classification for? Yeah, I was just gonna uh, say the DSM. O- I was gonna make a DSM joke too. Ah. Yeah, OCD. See, <laughs> even our jokes, even our jokes are the same now, man. We're 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 linked up. Okay. So it was. I'm curious here. Is this section of the yard was this seeded or sodded at construction? So this all this all was uh, sodded. Knew it. Yep. So this is one risk that you run. And Ray, I don't. You know, I'm not sure what the what the grassy weed pressure is like on this the five dollar a square foot sod you buy out there. It better be damn clean. If I'm paying five bucks a square foot, I can tell you that. Sometimes but, it's not. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes I get uh, the middle finger and people ask me, why is there hayfield grass growing out of my 
five dollar a square foot Zoisha sod. I, I, I yeah. do get that. It does happen. Uh, uh, so PJ, <laughs> it's funny that you post this is because um you know, I have a client that very similar situation, sodded lawn, high end, you know, good sod farm. But the thing is, is that, you know, the turnover on those fields, so you know, typically on like a bluegrass or fescue field, they're gonna harvest those somewhere between as I mean, really pushing it like eleven months and probably more likely somewhere, you know, between like twelve and sixteen months is their ideal harvest time. So all that turnover creates, you know, there's weeds in there that, that come with yeah. it, but you keep turning those fields over and you're bound to have higher and higher populations each time and there's nothing that they can do to control those either. So like, you know, you'll go out to a sod farm, you'll see areas that are just, you know, bludgeoned with poetry that they're skipping over, right? Or they're saving for uh, I mean, I know sod growers that that do this, where they'll skip over and save those pieces, Ray. And if they know it's going to like you know a warehouse, you know, job or mm-hmm. some big commercial site, that who cares if there's poet trip yeah, out there, right? right. That's yeah. what they'll do with it. They'll kind of make that the uh, the scratch and dent, so to be, so to speak, right? They call that they call that's it the, the seconds. <laughs> that's the grass you make your sausage out of, Ray. That's where that goes. You know, <laughs> they call yeah. The, the, oh, what's that over there, Mister Sod Farmer? Oh, that's where all the lips and assholes grow. Yeah, we harvest those and put them in the sausage. So, mm-hmm. um, so I don't think it's out of realm. So, what did you do with this? Like, you okay? You you nuke it, and then what? And we'll also, real quick, let me ask this question: When did you do this? When did you actually spray it out? What month of the year? Uh, it was, I believe, like April. Perfect. Oh, mm. see, that's perfect. That's perfect. Because a lot of mm. people make the mistake. They try to spray it out because here's what happens with this stuff. If you don't know. If you're a- we lost Ryan. <laughs> yeah. Well, what he's he saying is power. that. Muted him. Yeah. You, if you spray out. Just in the fall, mm-hmm. you're going to miss it because actually, uh, this is where we get into when you need to kill out undesirable perennial grasses. Mm-hmm. I don't consider that a one and done procedure. I don't. I mean, poetriv, Bermuda grass, zoysia grass, and bent grass are examples of grasses where if they're undesirable in the turf you are not looking at a one and done to get rid of it uh okay because because if that were me i would burn it out one time in april then fertilize that area let it ride through summer and then see what happens to it in the fall. Mm. Because chances are that bottle of glyphosate has that poetry's name on it in, say, September. Because <laughs> what's probably going to happen is it's going to play possum. It's going to pretend to be dead. Yeah. And it's going to grow back in the cool weather in fall. And that's what happened. That's exactly what happened. So, yeah. Yep. Yep. And I did only, I only hit it once. I hit it once. That's it. 
Mm, because well, not I mean once in in April I hit it. That picture you saw was the first mm-hmm. time I put down uh, some glyphosate, and it took the reason that I'm glad I did it in April because it sounds like that was a good time to do it. But it took me Absolutely. a minute to make the decision to do it because <laughs> I was I just mm-hmm. saw it. It continued to grow and grow and grow, and I was like, okay, I got, I have to do this. This is enough. So yeah, I, I did the glyphosate glyphosate um, twice in that area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, what I was going to say, and I'm sorry I got cut off or my internet died or something happened bad, but regardless, um, the, the mistake that I see people make is they, they apply in the fall. And Ray, what I was going to say there is that, you know, that grass, especially in a climate like PJ's, is going to go basically dormant in the summertime. Like it gets up above, you know, 80 ish, and it's bye bye night night. It goes to sleep. Yeah. It goes to sleep, comes back fine, looks. Looks strong again, you know, coming out of like Labor Day and stuff like that. But then again, you know, you're faced with it looking like crap during the summer. And so, you know, the time to do it is really like what you did, PJ, is in the spring to hit it then and then hopefully leverage and use the heat of the summertime to really like it's already on the run, it's on the way out. And then you nuke it and then you come back that fall and you overseed and hopefully you can get, you know, something to catch or put saw it in or what have you so you know again you got some options there i would be curious of how i mean so how effective would you say that it was i mean is it is 90 percent of it gone now is 80 percent of it gone like where what would you uh if you were to assess and measure the population today versus what it was i guess i would have to say about 80 percent of it is gone like i've I've, okay. yeah, I've started to see more like it came back i thought it was completely gone honestly because when i decided to get the sod put on the other side for the poetry that just completely took over that whole what was it 600 square feet i believe um Mm -hmm. and i saw that and i was like okay well what i did on the other side actually worked because i wasn't seeing any poa at that point but this year i started to see it come back um so in january Mm -hmm. right well actually in december i started to see it poke through in a few areas. Wow. You know, I just tired about battling it. I honestly, I'm just, <laughs> it's so never, gonna, well, here's, it's, it's never, ever going to be over. So, <laughs> you know, I, I, that's the only thing I would say is just, you know, realize that it's something that you're going to have to manage and get through and, and continue to do. And so, uh, don't, don't beat yourself up. Or I guess that's what I'm saying is that, you know, the, the thing about, you know, selective herbicides with that is, Trying to take a grass out of another grass is always a tall, yeah. tall order, right? And and especially with this, where it's of the same genus, you know, with uh, you know, Poa pretensis, Kentucky bluegrass, as a desirable mm-hmm. turf grass, it makes it even more difficult. So, you know, mm-hmm. live to fight another day. You know, yeah. it's all, always something all to be do. working on. Yeah, and live to fight another day. Yeah, not a failure. I think, uh, not a failure. <laughs> you, you know, you will be. I guarantee you this. You will go down in history of whoever your new home builder or landscaper is because you will be the first person that says, I would like to accompany you to the sod farm and pick up <laughs> the plot that we will, you will take my whatever, 5,000 square feet of sod from, and I will tell you where I don't want and what I, don't, what I do want and I don't want. And they'll be like, well, what don't you want? And you're going to be like, I don't want the lips and asshole sod. I don't want it. <laughs> and they'll be yeah. like, huh? This lady is crazy. And that's when you can look at them back and be like, Listen, you want to see my yard sign? The guy who tells me how to take care of my lawn? 
right there <laughs> right there all right so okay we're getting close to wrapping it up here but if you what other questions do you have for us you know what other thoughts comments i mean anything else you've got for the green dog the guy who's about um, to inhale a 64 ounce tomahawk steak right after this show's over um, maybe whole maybe whole i don't know Chew so we, yeah we don't yeah, I the only other thing I, I did have some notes. I didn't even refer to them because our conversation was going so well. But um, go ahead. I did want to ask because we've already talked about this a little bit. The as prop preventative versus um, headway because I think I heard you all talk about headway. Same same thing. It's the it's the generic equivalent. Save yeah, your money. Be, okay. Yep. Save, it's okay. like going going to the pharmacy and buying the name brand stuff you have you see ads for in the television versus mm. a generic. Yeah. Same thing. And, by the way, the good thing about that generic is it comes from almost the same place. And one more thing is that it's way less expensive. And if you do as prop in actual practice, that is best applied right before historically you get hit. Yeah, it, so it is. A, it's it's a much better as a preventative than it is as a curative. I don't want to say it's bad as a curative, but you get the drift. It like, works. Yeah, it's just watch better. that disease pressure. And that's yeah, where the triple three six is the the glass case because it's excellent as a curative. Generally speaking, on a lot of these things, and so yeah, use yeah, that use that to your advantage. Uh, let me while I'm mm-hmm. here, I'll I'll uh, while you all talk amongst yourself, I'm going to look up. There's a great chart from. Uh, my alma mater, yeah. Ohio State, on residential uh, fungicides. The other little piece of you know fungicides is, I like to harp on this, PJ, and it's application, application, application. Okay. Because for me, a fungicide works best when it is applied in such a way that it covers as much of the leaf surface of the grass as possible. Because and that's, that's something that I do need to work on is, um, mm-hmm. you know, learn a little bit more about my spray tips and everything and for coverage. Mm-hmm. So well, let's mm-hmm. talk, let's talk about that real quick, just real quick. I mean, uh, which sprayer are you using now? I know you've tested out several, but like, what have you settled on or what's, what's like your go-to? Well, right now I use a three gallon um, chemo sprayer, uh, battery sprayer. Uh, I haven't really heard of that, but I mean, similar to a a flow zone. Yeah. It's it's almost like a flow zone, isn't it? Well, no, not that one, but I do have one similar to to the flow zone. Um, But Mm -hmm. for the longest time until actually previously this fall, I would always use a spray tip. I was always using the spray tip, but I realized that that's probably not the thing to do. So now I use the uh, the flood tip a little bit more. And, okay, the flood tip is actually, that would be the, the thing that I would be least likely to use to apply something like a fungicide. Or, or fungicides, right? Yeah. Least that likely for that, that I, for application. Yeah. And uh, actually the flood tip, the only time I'd ever break out the flood tip or consider it, is if I were applying 
just a straight pre-emergent, like say, prodiamine only. Otherwise, for me, for other applications now, coverage is king. Because you see, a flood jet, the distribution pattern from a flood jet kind of reminds me of applying granule in that you have all of these big drops right. landing kind of far apart. Where what I like to use as far as a spray tip for most turf grass applications is what's called an air-inducted flat fan. And that air-inducted flat fan, what that does is that provides even coverage. The droplets come out close together enough to actually do coverage, you know, provide the coverage. And they also tend to be of such a size that you don't have a lot of spray drift. Okay. And what an air induction flat fan nozzle does is as the liquid is going through that tip, it is mixing air into each droplet exiting that tip. And so what's coming out of the end of the, the tip is like a bubble of your spray. It's an mm. air-filled bubble, but when that air-filled bubble hits the grass or hits the weed, it then bursts and splatters and covers even more area while okay. still controlling drift because there's two ways to get good spray coverage. One way is with a very fine spray, but that mm -hmm. very fine spray has a way of not landing on the grass or, yeah. <laughs> or worse yet, ending up where you don't want it to go. Whereas something like the air-inducted flat fan does an excellent job of going where you want it to go and then covering you know, its intended target rather well. Okay. What about your, okay. your spray volume, Ray? Do you want to talk real quickly about what she's covering with that mm -hmm. three-gallon sprayer and make sure that the volume's on point too? Yeah. I mean, what... Uh, how much area do you cover with that three-gallon sprayer? Well, so um, total, since my yard is right around 6,000 square feet mm -hmm. front and back, that's mm -hmm. really why that one works best for me. Um, I will usually do about 3,000 square feet. Um, per so 1,000 per gallon. gallon. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's actually not bad at all however just be aware that even if you do a gallon per thousand square foot out of a flood jet tip your actual coverage is questionable and okay. the reason why i bring that up is because if you're talking about using something like fungicides widely spaced droplets landing far you know far apart from each other are a situation where that will compromise the efficacy of the fungicide because it's not landing on enough of the grass and covering enough of the grass to actually do a good job of disease control because like when i run a 
fungicide application, I'm typically using an air inducted spray tip and I'm applying a minimum of a gallon per thousand square foot. Okay. All right. Because Got like it. I said, that that uh flood jet, that's what I do if I want to run like a fast application of prodiamine over a big area. Okay. Then it's okay. Then it's kind of okay. <laughs> Yeah, that's, awesome. I mean, that's a big piece. That's a really big piece. And I think that that would be, you'd be well served to dive a little bit deeper in there. And there's plenty of resources we have uh, that okay. we can share with you. And one of those, JPink, you want to throw up, throw up the link in the chat so everybody can click on it. But real quick, just show you this little thing from Ohio State. Uh, look at that. He highlighted the F for fun and fungicides because fungicides are fun <laughs> if you use them correctly. So yeah. a nice little thing here to kind of show you the frac code so you can kind of mix up uh and rotate through some of these uh nicely broken down by disease so we'll send that link over in the chat and we'll also send it directly to you so you have access to awesome. it so fantastic little resource yeah for sure all right what else anything else that we didn't cover that you want to talk about i mean you're definitely going to come back on the show i sure hope you will i mean, hopefully yeah, we were, yeah we were, this was we were, this was this was fun <laughs> yeah i mean listen we don't get on here. We don't get on here to be lame asses. That is for sure. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, and so, I, like I said, we had fun. I think you know mm. it, this can be cool going into uh, the after show here. So again, if you are not familiar with the after show, as our uh, as our listeners here, uh, please join us. You have to join us uh, either as a YouTube okay. member. So go ahead and click on join down below, or you can become a Patreon member. Ray www.patreon.com forward slash burn return. Check us out. Airport beers are getting more expensive. We aren't, though. We don't believe in inflation here, at least generally speaking. So our prices have stayed the same, even though the buying power of your dollar has gone down. We believe that we should be able to entertain you. So if you want to come over, check us out. Have a great time. What are we up to? Are we getting up to 69 yet here at J-Pink? Where are we at? Uh, we are, are we at, at 53 of 69. Oh my Ooh. goodness! Ooh, yeah. yikes! Matt, Matt, I know you're. I know you're leaning over the puke bucket and watching, but guess what, buddy? It's gonna be movie night here pretty soon. We're gonna snuggle pretty up under soon. the blanket. Pretty We're gonna soon. snuggle. I can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> All right. With that, PJ, seriously, thank you so much. I'm glad that you were the thank first female that came on here. Uh, the women and turf thing is strong. You are showing that. You're demonstrating that every day. I appreciate what you do. We all do. And look forward to have you on again soon. Everybody else, Thank you much. be well. Good night. And let's go to the after show. Good night, everybody. Oh. <laughs>